morning. This is Ryan Sweeney. I took a week off last week to have a little vacation, spend some time with my family. So it's glad to be back, host the, the Leadership on the Fly podcast. And uh, just wanted to take the opportunity to to make you aware uh, of, if you're not listening to this on Anchor, you can go on www.anchor.fm forward slash Ryan Sweeney three. And uh, you can go ahead and leave a voice message there. But but if not, please check out the website, www.viewfromtheskies.weebly.com. Uh, and you can go on there and you can leave me some feedback trying to find ways to improve this uh, and especially cover topics to make, uh, to make things more relevant for the listeners out there and, and discuss what everybody wants to hear and what everybody wants to talk about on leadership. So uh, you can also, you can follow me on Twitter at Ryan Tweeney, uh, 315 Instagram, RPSMY315 uh, as well. Uh, but again, um, you know, if you're listening to this podcast on Apple, then you can go ahead and leave a review, leave a comment, give me feedback so we, so we can make this thing better. And, uh, you know, don't hesitate to to go on Anchor or also go on the website and donate as well to find ways to make uh, it to make this podcast more effective for the leaders out there. Because that's what that's what it's all about for those wanting to become leaders and those that are leaders try to find a way that covers, you know, the topics and, and gets the information out there to make everybody better. So um, appreciate any and all your support there. Uh, last week or two weeks ago, really, we discussed uh, performance development, got some uh, good analytics off of that. It seemed to be a topic that everybody liked to listen to. So this week, we're going to go ahead and move into problem solving as a leader. Lay up, lay up, lay up, high ho, lock and load. So this week the topic is problem solving, specifically problem solving as a leader. And I want to start off with a quote from Colin Powell. It says, leadership is solving problems. The day soldiers stop bringing you their problems is the day you have stopped leading them. They have either lost confidence that you can help or concluded you don't care. Either case is a failure of leadership. So first to assess that quote and break it down into segments. Leadership is solving problems. At the end of the day, really it boils down to solving problems in communication to accomplish the mission. Accomplish the task, accomplish your goals, whatever the case is. So it doesn't matter what environment you're in. Leadership through problem solving is something that is that you need to do as a leader. So, and it brings me to the quote a lot of you have probably heard already, uh, or somebody's told you because it happened to me in the military. It's happened to me outside of the military, and that's when people's leaders say, "Come to me with solutions, not problems." You know, well, first and foremost, you have to trust your employees. You, If you've given them the opportunity, you've hired them for a reason, you've grown them, you've put in the effort, all the other side, you know, leadership things, if you will, then, then you have them on your team for a reason. 
or else they wouldn't be there. So you have to trust the fact that they're that they're not just uh, taking one problem and just you know hitting forward, if you will, to use to use email, so to speak. Um, but they are trying to analyze it and trying to solve it, and they've hit a limit. They've hit a wall. They've whether that's you know authority or um, competency or whatever the case is, they've they've run out of that opportunity or that ability to go ahead and solve that problem for them. So that's why they're coming to you. They're coming to you as a leader to help solve the problem um, because they've already assessed it. So so I, I don't like to hear that. Um, and frankly, it, it hurts when somebody says, you know, come to me with a, a problem, not a solution, or come to me with a solution, not a problem, uh, because I've already analyzed it. I've brought it to you and uh, I, I've tried to do the best I can and I need to escalate it to you as the leader to help solve that problem. Um, so the the next sentence, there's uh, the day soldiers stop bringing you their problems is the day you stop leading them. Well, um, yeah, uh, I mean, if if somebody doesn't have that confidence, um, which which goes into the next sentence, uh, sentence or doesn't think you care, they're going to stop coming to you with problems. So not only are they going to stop coming to you with problems, um, those problems aren't going to get solved if they can't solve them themselves and they don't feel comfortable coming to you with the problem. Then you know they're. At that point in time, the, the, the problem's just going to stay out there, and it, maybe it'll go away, maybe it'll get worse, maybe things will just stay the same. Um, who, who really knows at the end of the day? But uh, the problem's not going to get solved. So, so now it's a failure of you as a leader that your organization or a process or situation or whatever the case is, you have a problem that's remaining left unsolved. Uh, so, so that's a leadership failure on your part, and, and and that's what concludes that last piece of the sentence by Colin Paolo. Either case is a failure of leadership. So, um, whether you don't have the time or the effort or the energy to solve a problem, um, you know, and, and don't get me wrong, it might be, it might not be a, as high as a priority as the leader that you think it is that the subordinates making, and maybe it's a quick decision. Um, maybe it maybe it, it needs to be drawn out and take some time. I mean, that's uh, or, or maybe um, you know that you could sit down and have a conversation and make the decision within 15 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour, whatever the case is. So, bottom line is is that you're there. You're the leader. You're the problem solver. Um, you know, and it doesn't matter what level. I'm, I mean, if you're if you're the, the junior leader, the senior leader, uh, you're there to solve problems and you're there to have confidence and trust in your employees to try to solve that problem. And if they don't feel comfortable, they're going to bring that problem to you to, to collaborate and help solve the problem. They're not asking you to do it for them. Uh, they're asking you to help solve the problem that, that they feel is important to the business. So uh, I, I don't, that's why I want to kick off with that quote, because I think it's a powerful quote. I've seen it uh, on the walls in the Infantry Museum in Fort Benning, Georgia, and, and uh, you know, I've seen it pop up over and over again. And I've had that experience with the, with the, the quote, come to me with solutions, not problems, which I think is just a cop out to um, not try to be a leader, not try to solve the problem. Um, you know, it, at the end of the day, as I said, 
uh, a better answer might be it's just um, thank you for sharing that. That's that's not a priority. Keep that in the back of your mind. Come back to me next Tuesday and we'll talk about it more or whatever the case is. So um, it would be a lot better than, than just telling me you're not doing your job because you're bringing me a problem and not a solution. So uh, yeah, something, something near and dear to my heart. So, uh, and, and I wanted to connect that with a story that should all tie this in together. And, you know, when I was a company commander, I was tasked to bring the uh, my helicopter unit, basically put them on, put my helicopters on boats, and and send my divide my force uh, for uh, what we called Pacific Pathways, and it was going out to make friends in the Pacific Theater. So I had you know a home piece in Hawaii, I had units in two different locations in Indonesia and then Malaysia, and then we're all going to come meet together, go to Japan, do some training in Japan, and then go back to back to Hawaii. So, uh, and it was the first time we've ever done something like this. And we nobody nobody really knew, you know, and we, we kind of had the general task, what we we're going to do, we we're going to do some training exercises, uh, do some flights for a parade, you know, fly the VIPs around, and uh, and then do some jungle training exercises uh, and some medical evacuation, uh, real life potential medical evacuation. So that was it. That's all we knew. So um, as I helped prepare to uh, go out and accomplish this training, accomplish this mission, uh, you know, I had personnel questions, logistics questions, uh, supply questions, um, training questions, mission questions, uh, you know, it, bottom line is I end up having nearly 108, I think it was, or somewhere around there, questions to be answered. And I didn't expect each and every one of them to answer, but it was it was a thought process um, that I had and then that my subordinates had. Um, and, and that was something that I, you know, sent forward tire. And I ended up getting I don't remember what it was, like three or seven or something of the questions answered. And they were real wave top, superficial kind of answers. Um, they weren't real detailed answers as, as it was. And, and obviously, you know, not a whole lot of them got answered. So, uh, you know, I, I wanted to look and see what, you know, what, what, what I needed to help solve this problem as, you know, from my leaders. And I, I didn't get that. And, uh, eventually, you know, each, each problem or each question, uh, you know, there was, there was a different course of action or different timeline we had to take. And, you know, I know, you know, one example was, uh, that, that sits in my mind was we needed to bring, do we need to bring, are we flying over the water? If we are flying over the water, what's the mission set? How long, how far out? Because that's going to dictate whether we need to, to bring our heads or our oxygen, uh, bottles, Okay, well, that's a good question. And you know, then, if we are flying over um, and we do need to use them, how are we going to refill them? And you know, what's the capability of doing that? I need to need to get to with a, in contact with a scuba shop. You know, a scuba shop in Indonesia where we're going to be. So I was like, okay. Um, and then we needed to do the proper paperwork and the proper sealing and containing uh, if we were going to put put it on a container and ship it on a boat because because now you're talking OSHA regulations. So there was a lot of ins and outs based on whether am I bringing this tiny little tank 
supplemental oxygen for flying over the water. And uh, I couldn't answer the question. And, and I said that forward and nobody above me could answer the question. So then, um, you know, I wasn't going to keep pushing it below like it seemed to be everybody else was doing. Uh, so we gave it some time, trying to get the answer uh, to, to the question, never got the answer. And eventually uh, it, it came to a time was like, you know, my, my subordinate said, Hey, sir, you know, I got to get this container packed in this amount of time. I need to, we need to, you know, go with this plan or that plan or, or course of action. And uh, I said, okay, well, here's our drop dead time then. And, and that drop dead time came and I ended up making the decision. Um, you know, we made the decision that we could basically tape the top so the pin couldn't pop, um, which would, which would prevent a leak of oxygen and potential fire hazardous, uh, situation, uh, and that we weren't going to have, we weren't going to bring the refill bottle, the refill machine, uh, cause it took up a lot of space and we didn't feel like we were going to make in time we were there local uh, connections with uh, diving schools or academies or, or, or locations. And that, you know, the likelihood that we, that we lost air out of them anyway, um, you know, it's not like we, we need to use them a lot. Uh, so that, you know, if we had to use one or whatever the case was, we, we still had a few extra, a few more. So, um, you know, it was a decision I ended up making, but I, the moral of the story is I didn't push it down to him and say, well, you, you figure it out. You're the, you're the hazmat container guy and you're the, um, you know, the, the tactical operations officer the, that's responsible for, you know, maintaining these and servicing um, this equipment. Uh, so, uh, and I didn't say, well, I, you came to me with, uh, you know, a few different courses of action, but you didn't solve the problem for me. You didn't come with the ultimate solution. Um, so I'm sorry, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm not happy with your approach. So we work, we work together as a team to try to find the best course of action and best problem to solve, uh, or the, or try to solve the problem. So, yeah, it was, uh, uh, it, it, you know, and, and I had 108 of those and I didn't make decision on all of them. And I didn't, uh, I, I made bad decisions too. You know, uh, the other one that stuck out in my mind was we just got issued the new um, digital 12 point harness. And the way it, the mission was briefed to me was we were out there doing basically combat operations. I didn't think I was going to be flying VIPs around. I was a uh, an air assault unit. Nobody told me that. They said, this is what you're, you know, as we know, this is what you're going to do. You're going to do a live fire exercise. You're going to, uh, basically the one of the Indonesian government was looking to buy Apaches. So you're just going to carry the cargo for the Apaches as they fly around and do a little display. Uh, and then you're going to do some air, actual air assault training with the Japanese forces up in, up in Japan and in a, in a, you know, scenario. So, Nothing ever said VIP. First of all, second of all, we had not. We we tried to use the harness uh, once, and it didn't work. We had to try to troubleshoot some issues, and we weren't done troubleshooting the issues that we had. So, made the decision not to bring it. Well, lo and behold, pretty much all we were doing was flying VIPs around, and um, it 
some of my senior leaders were upset that uh, uh, that the general didn't have his 12-point harness that he wanted. And, you know, I, I reminded them that was one of the things on the question, you know, or one of the lists of questions that I had. So now, now they're, they're fighting back on me, basically telling me that I, I, you know, I didn't problem solve um, properly when I came to them with a potential problem and couldn't get even a, you know, an idea of a solution of what was needed. So um, it, it comes back full circle that the, you know, leader's job is to help problem solve and that problem solving might be, I need to escalate this to higher. You know, I can't, I'm not, you know, fit or in position or have the authority to problem solve either. So let's, let's escalate that and, and to take the time um, because not only does the problem get solved, it goes back to that confidence piece, that confidence in um, you know, developing that confidence within your employee and, and giving him or her um, the confidence to come to you with future situations and have conversations. And, and then eventually maybe it's not work related, you know, maybe it's you know, I'm, I'm financial situation. Do you have a, you know, you have advice for me type thing. Um, and, the, and it opens up that door for, for two-way communication opens up that door for leadership. So um, it, it's just something that I wanted to touch on, you know, briefly this morning that, uh, that I, you know, I felt was very important. That was problem solving, problem solving as a leader and not pushing away the subordinates and not, um, you know, t- giving them that, that answer, come to me with a solution, not a problem. Um, especially if those individuals are coming to you with a lot of solutions, a lot of the times and just, they ran into a wall this time. So absolutely, um, you know, something near and dear to my heart and something that I wanted to get out there. Cause I think this quote from, from Colin Powell and, and my experience, um, going on Pacific pathways, uh, and, and putting helicopters on boats and going around the, around the Pacific theater, um, you know, ha- had, um, very relevant points when it comes to discussing problem solving. So there was one more article, um, you know, that I wanted to cover that I felt felt was, uh, had some good talking points and that was from the Inc.com and it was, uh, leadership skills, uh, or specifically leadership skills, um, that help you solve problems like a professional. So, uh, you know, the, there were six points. And the first one was be professional at all times. Um, you know, and first and foremost, that goes back to the, I keep circling back to it, but it goes back to the, um, you know, come to me with problem or solutions, not problems. So, um, you know, not a good way to carry yourself or open up lines of communications. If you're, if you start with a, with a comment that's, you know, shutting, shutting down, um, you know, external people and and the ability or the opportunity to solve a problem. So, um, and then, and then that's how you carry yourself going forward, just being open, um, you know, not losing your cool and just having that professionalism about you, um, that allows you to be, um, you know, open to, to solving problems and then being relaxed really is what it comes down to not getting stressed out about, uh, about problem solving either. So, um, the, the next, uh, one that I want to cover was the, uh, big picture thinking. So, uh, big picture thinking, it's the ability, 
um, and it's something that I do regularly to connect your kind of your world to that more strategic level. Uh, and, and I can go back to the, the pathways example. I mean, operationally, all I had to do is was bring my equipment, um, you know, and, and move from point A to point B. And there was one situation where we, we didn't have all the radios and the processes that we usually do to do a radio check uh, and to communicate on flying around. And we really had 19 aircraft talking on, on one frequency. So we had to keep communications down to a minimum. It wasn't how we did business, but it was just what we were, the situation we had in in Japan with, with multinational forces working together uh, in, in a foreign country. So, um, uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, and, and then and then on top of that, we had to do a, a, basically a fish hook or a snap turn, land into an LZ, doing an aerosol, something that, that we would never do. Uh, based on our standards and planning process. And, and, you know, we shared it with the Japanese and, and, uh, you know, they took it into consideration but decided to go with the plan that they wanted to do. Well, at the end of the day, it wasn't about tactics. It was about building relationships. I mean, that was the whole point of Pacific Pathways. So, um, you know, going out there and and winning the hearts and minds and and just, you know, the, the... if you're friends with somebody, you're less likely to go to war with them, you know, or you're, you're easier to build rapport or you have had established some sort of training, um, you know, partnerships. So, uh, you know, that was the whole, that was the whole point of the, the, the mission was to go make friends, you know, win hearts and minds. Uh, so connecting that, that operational day to day, uh, stuff to the, to the strategic level is going to help you understand the best way to go about and solve problems. The next one is avoid finger pointing. Uh, so, uh, you know, that that's ultimately the, the blame game, uh, if you will. And it's going to kind of goes back to the first point, but it goes back to decreasing engagement. You know, if you turn around and tell somebody, hey, you came to me um, with a problem that you didn't solve. Uh, this is your responsibility. You need to go ahead and do it. Well, you've now minimized your, your leadership, you know, you some you're not a leader now you're just on the same playing field with the individual because you're not solving the problem either i mean they they might not be doing it whether that's right or wrong but but you're also not doing it so you've just you've just stripped yourself of some leadership by pointing the finger and blaming somebody else uh the next bullet point they they had in the article was was collecting data um and that's to uh you know that that brings it into the modern you know modern world uh, whether you're you look at the sp- sports for example i mean the, the coaches um make their decisions off of less off of gut these days and more off of the the data analytics and what what does the data say and, and yeah sure there's certainly times where you you know you're gonna shoot from the hip or not have the opportunity to research the data but but in most environments especially in the corporate world you have time to collect that data so um collecting that data and and formulating it into a relevant argument um understanding what the data says and formulating it into a relevant argument is going to help legitimize uh you as a as a leader and as a problem solver And, and then uh the next point was being positive, and this goes back to kind of the, the being professional and being cool. Um, you know, it's 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 the fact that you know, hey, we can look at things as a glass half de- half empty or glass glass half full, and 
you know, problems are always going to arise. So there's no point of stressing out about it. So let's sit down and let's figure out together. How do we do this? Not the, Hey, you know, again, you came to me with a problem, not solution. Well, that's negative or, Hey, thanks for, thanks for identifying this problem. Let's figure out a way to solve this together. That's, you know, positive versus negative, you know, is the problem a bad thing or is it a good thing? You know, I mean, obviously the problem itself might not be good, but the ability that it's somebody recognized it and wants to solve it. I mean, that's good. That's not bad. Um, it's not a bad thing. And needing your help is a good thing as well. So, so, you know, be positive leaders out there and then, uh, and then monitoring results. And this, this goes back with kind of the data side, but, um, you know, a lot of leadership, uh, leaders implement things and then they don't ever follow up. So either things, uh, you know, they don't continue to carry forward on day-to-day operations um, and kind of lose their way and fall by the wayside. And people go back to doing things with what they were familiar with or, or you know, what they know. Um, and then, and then often the results, you don't see the results out the other side. So, uh, definitely, um, you know, the results piece and, and it goes back to sports again, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's not, it's not a hearts and minds thing. It's a, uh, it's a, are you performing thing? And, you know, you, there's, you get into teaching, coaching and mentoring and, and kind of talked about it in the last podcast with performance development, but, uh, nobody's saying that if somebody did wrong or did bad, that, that it's like the end be all end all. But at the end of the day, I mean, look at baseball, you know, you, Somebody's bad 333. I mean, they're they're right one third of the time and they're doing awesome. Uh, but then somebody's bad in 250 is right one fourth of the time and he's not doing awesome. So uh, you know, it's it's a metric to to measure the results uh, of the organization. And and again, goes back to self reflection. You're the leader. So if somebody's not performing, it's your job to help them perform and teach them perform and, and make sure and measure them and make sure those results are being met because ultimately that falls back on you. So thank you for listening to this leadership on the fly podcast this morning on problem solving, problem solving as a leader, um, you know, it, it go out and think about the six points that I talked about. Think about Colin Powell's quote and, and think about it next time, you know, the thought pops in your mind where you say, come to me with a solution, not a problem. People are coming to you uh, because you are a leader. Um, so definitely uh, you know, keep, keep that uh, kind of toolkit in your pocket um, as you move forward and, and please, uh, you know, my ask to help grow this thing. So, sh- so share this podcast with other individuals, uh, you know, share it on your, your social media, uh, go ahead and leave the reviews on, on Apple or, or leave me a voicemail on, on anchor, uh, visit the website for the blog, you know, for the, the blog side of the house and connection on this leadership, uh, piece. Cause, uh, you know, I'm trying to, trying to just give tools and you know simple things for leaders out there to think about and go ahead and consider um you know and and something like this is is easy to listen to on your drive to work and uh you know you can go ahead and 
implemented that day, uh, you know, and just start slowly making changes uh, as a leader out there to positively affect your organization. So uh, thanks again for, for listening. I appreciate all the support and I look forward to talking with you all next week.